And we are back for episode eight of Journey to a Million. I got to take over for Zach's intro. He didn't want to do it today, just like how he doesn't know how to do YouTube. But we are back here. Sorry, Zach. Had to throw some shade. Oh, for two on posting YouTube videos. But it's a learning curve. It's a learning curve. Third time is going to be the one for Zach. It, It has to be. I am confident in his ability. He's such a smart kid. And he's at Carroll. He's thriving right now. 4.0 first semester. So let's talk about, you know, some of the good stuff that's happened in the week of sports. Let's start with this great uh, fact Zach found here. $20 bet turns into $560,000 by correctly predicting the final scores of the two championship games. I am shocked. I don't know what the odds are. Jared, Zach, you know, is this something you ever, ever put money on? Did he cheat? Did the guy uh, bet like the teams winning and everything, or just the score? Yeah, the exact score with the correct teams. That's impressive. Yeah. I would, <laughs> I, I knew I would never win that. I would never bet on that, even if it is twenty dollars. It's just a waste of money, I think. But he got lucky. I this would is... just refund. <laughs> Why not? A home run <laughs> yeah. ball. Yeah, I. You know, this is something else. Sleeper doesn't want us to do this. We're not old enough to be doing bets like this. So, you know. That's okay. We do our lineups. We like our daily lineups, but um, wow. That was certainly one of the shockers here, Zach. And with that, um, thank you for finding that fact. But hey, we got to talk about championship games that happened this past weekend. This is going to be you know, some good stuff. Previewing, or not even previewing, recapping these games that, that took place. And to start, you know, were both of you guys, did you guys catch both these games? Was it? I caught most of them. Yeah. I mean, I missed like the first half of the first game, but I caught most of the the rest of it. I watched most of it. I had some uh, intramural basketball during the uh, second half of their Rams game. So I didn't get to see that. But yeah, Zach's walking on. He's walking on next year. We haven't announced that. So that's going to be some good stuff watching Zach play some Carroll basketball. But uh, first game uh, Bengals and Chiefs. This one, people thought, you know, Chiefs got this. Bengals, this isn't their year yet. They in any couple of years, but wow, they sure showed us, um, including myself. Uh, Joe wow. Shiesty. Yeah, uh, he's a bad man. Goes into, into Kansas City, goes into Arrowhead, and, you know, a statement win, OT win there, and it was, yeah, 27-24. The Chiefs were up 21-3, to and, and people were already writing off the Bengals, uh, but – Wow, they they were able to really you know come back in that second half. That was really what they were able to do. Um, yeah. Earl played uh, well. Go ahead, Jared. Yeah, they had a at halftime. I think they were up by when they uh, the Chiefs failed to score. Even with them failing to score, they were up by like ten at halftime or something. They had a ninety five percent chance to win that game. Um, I think that's like the first time that a team has had like a ninety five percent chance to win in the, like this deep in the postseason and ended up losing. I could be wrong on that, but. That's what I saw. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was a good game. Um, I was definitely surprised. I had the Chiefs winning the whole thing. I, th- I thought they were clear favorites um, with the teams left. I mean, you had the Bengals and then 49ers and Rams. I mean, the only competition they would have, I thought, was like the Rams. But I thought after beating the Bills, they would have an easy, easy road to the Super Bowl, but apparently not. Yeah, this game was kind of similar to the regular season game where the Chiefs kind of went out to a double score lead or two-score lead at the first half, and then the second half was just all Bengals, and they came back and won it. 
I'll be honest, when this game went to overtime and shocker, Chiefs win the coin toss, I was like, ready, you know, turn it off. I was actually on the way to a Bucks game that night. So I was already, you know, like, okay, I th- okay, Chiefs Super Bowl. And then I we saw the interception. I was like, oh boy, here we go. Actually, as soon as the coin toss happened, uh, Skip Bayless tweeted out, congrats to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs for making the Super Bowl. Uh, and congrats to Mahomes. He like kind of did it right when that happened, but didn't turn out. It took him 13 seconds to kick the field goal to beat the Bills, and then it took him 13 seconds to throw the interception to lose to the Bengals. Yep, that was all over social media for sure, right after. Yep. Everywhere, but yeah, Evan McPherson is a bad man. We've said it on this podcast, and we are going to keep saying it. Uh, Wow, one of the best young clutch kickers, rookie, drills that 31-yarder to win the game and to send the Bengals to the Super Bowl. This team, you know, a few years ago, were they a one-win team? You know, the, the wow, it, just the turnaround this this Bengals team has had. And, yeah, Joe Burrow certainly is a big part of it. But this defense, too, uh, certainly, you know, under underrated in some aspects, only surrendering 24 points to the Chiefs. I I was shocked with how they performed this game as well. And they only allowed, like, what what was it, like 17 to the Titans, one of the um, top – I mean, they had Derrick Henry. We've yeah. just – they haven't been really, like, outstanding. I, I didn't see it until, like, playoffs, and I realized, like, they're actually, like, a really good defense. Like, they're top five probably in the league. I don't know if I would push it that far. They're just playing really good in the playoffs. But you know what they say, defense wins championships. And so they're – They're kind of yeah. proving that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they have some good pieces, like Trey Henry. Hendrickson, he had a big game too. And then also, you know, Von Bell was a respectful guy when he was on the Saints as well. And he's been playing, you know, up to, up to that level. I believe he had the interception too to in OT, right? Kind of saved Eli Apple there with that um that drop. I don't know if you guys recall seeing that. But you see all of uh, Eli Apple's tweets? He's yes. tweeting at everyone, like talking trash. Eli Apple is excited yeah. to make the Super Bowl, and I don't blame him. Look, he they made it. A lot of, you know, chatter to Tyreek Hill, though. I, I'm sure you guys saw those, like Zach mentioned. Yeah. So, certainly excited for Eli Apple. But let's move on here to the NFC Championship game. This one, I, I caught the end because, like I said, I was at a Bucks game. Had to watch 136 to 100 defeat. But, hey, Marcus Howard, nine points at the end of the game. I was given him a standing ovation every single three. So Nuggets, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. So, I got some pictures. You know, took some. So um, 20 to 17 then was this game Rams winning over the 49ers. I had the Rams in this game. I wanted them to win and Hey, they won thankfully, but this game was close the whole way through, you know, 49ers were in a strong, like they were in control. It felt like in this game, you know, one to two scores most of the way, but the Rams just came, they, they came you know, crawling back, roaring back, I guess. So Overall, you know, what what'd you guys think of how this game went for the Rams and the 49ers? Um, well, the Rams, they had a field goal, I think, and then they got a quick turnover, and then they scored again. So it kind of, like, changed the whole direction of the game. I was thinking, like, watching the game, it was – I think it was, like – I don't want to say the actual score. I don't really remember. But I think they were up, like, 21-7, to and then ended up being, like, a tie game because they got the two-point conversion. I think that's what happened. And then um, I looked at this game again because I wasn't, like – I didn't watch the whole game. And uh, it was just another great game. I mean, what you'd expect out of the two teams that are coming out of the NFC. Yeah, like I said, I didn't get to see the second half of the game because I had that basketball game. But uh, 
first half. I thought the Rams were going to score a little bit more. The 49ers were, I think, kind of what I expected. Played good defense, ran the ball. Jimmy G was doing Jimmy G type things. And that, that ended up being, well, one score tie game at half or something like that. And Rams just played better in the second half, apparently. And obviously the 49ers had that huge dropped interception, which changed the probably changed the outcome in the winner of the game, but Jaquaski Tart. Yeah. There's a reason he's on defense, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um one thing I was, you know, shocked. I thought the 49ers would have ran the ball more than they did. Uh, Jimmy G throwing the ball 30 times. It's going to be tough to win having him throw that many times. I don't think that's ideal. Uh, but yeah, Elijah Mitchell only 11 or 11 carries 20 yards and then Debo seven for 26. So that was interesting, you know, how they had do with the Rams. That, that's a tough defense they got. And also then, you know, Stafford played well again, I think. Numbers don't lie here. 31 of 45 for 337 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Play, played well, it felt, and it's it's just great to see him heading to the Super Bowl, you know, just watching him in Detroit all those years. It just kind of felt like he was just – he was there, you know, and no chance to win. So, you know, go go Matthew Stafford for that. But, yeah, Kendall Blanton, when um when Higby went down, I think that was kind of an X factor there. What do you, what do you guys think of his big performance? Five for 57. Oh. I had uh, Higby receptions at four, and he caught he had two and got hurt well, the rest of the game. But I would I didn't win that pick anyways. I've got a few other ones wrong, so it didn't really matter. But is Higby going to be okay for the Super Bowl? Uh, he's questionable, I think. Kind okay. of depends on the rest of the mix he can have. Yeah. Okay. But he's got time. But there's a Pro Bowl in between, so he'll have a weekend week to Pro rest. Bowl. So. The Pro Bowl. Hey, we're making our Pro Bowl game pick in this episode, so stay tuned. So that's, uh, that's right. one thing we'll be doing. But we also have to talk about something here really brief, you know, between this. We did that Pepsi-Coke uh, poll, and we have some results yeah. to share. So on Twitter, it was a 7-7 seven to seven split with with that. So, you know, out of our we had 14 only on the Twitter, uh, not many because it wasn't really um, – I don't, I don't know, just not um, one that many people looked at because it was being on Twitter. And I have here the results then for the Instagram one. This one is more exciting. It was a 52 to 48% thing. And you want to guess who won? Coke. Zach, what's your guess? I think it was Coke too. I thought I saw it. Coke, 52% to Pepsi, 48%. So, like I said, that has decided. Coke is the best drink, you know, best soda, Coca-Cola, <laughs> that wins. So, Well, you know, was... sometimes the uh, majority of people aren't always right. And uh, uh, the audience and is this always might right. This might be one of those scenarios. I, I, I disagree. But, hey, you know, Zach, you want to talk about some of the other news in the world of football? Um, I mean, did either of you guys place a bet on Antonio Brown's gloves that he threw into the stands? I did not. I did not either. How much? Yeah, they were up this week. It was like $1,500 is just over it. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's the gloves they threw into the stands after storming off against the Jets. Obviously, we talked about that. Was it two episodes ago now? Or yeah, something like about that, three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get those authenticated wow. and then actually, you know, hang those up 
in the man cave <laughs> certainly would be a good thing to have. And then, yeah, uh, February 2nd, that they finally announced the new team in Washington, the Commanders. Welcome. New team, no longer the football team. What are you guys' initial thoughts? I know we had a follower tell us it was the Admirals. Er, incorrect. <laughs> yeah, we, we talked Admirals. about that a while ago. Uh, right when it came out, Zach started off the episode by uh, stating that. So he was right. Uh, commanders it is. Um, don't like it. I wish it was the football team. Still sticking to that. It's just they already changed out like their TikTok name. Like they're already verified as just the commanders. And it just doesn't look, I don't, I don't like it. Maybe I'll get used to it, but. I'm, I might just still call him the football team just because it's a meme at this point. Yeah, I was I was in favor of the uh, the Red Wolves. I was, I was hoping that was going to be their name. I saw some uh, pretty cool-looking jerseys. They're kind of like the Bengals, all-white ones, but instead of like the Bengals stripes, it was kind of like, I don't know, kind of like the Florida State um, kind of pattern on it. And I liked how they looked, but I don't know. I, I heard there's some like copyright or something with Red Wolf, so that's why they couldn't do it. But I guess sure. Commanders is a it's a it's a name. Yeah, indeed, it's a name, and sounds like Jared doesn't like it because of TikTok. So that's one you don't hear a lot. <laughs> that's but, not the reason. <laughs> uh, that's that's what I'm hearing. But you know, in other news, Devontae Adams, our, our guy. We did a Packers season recap on the podcast. Jordan Lorenz and myself Wednesday's episode. Go give a listen if you have not. It was a good we, – we broke it all down. We talked about the potential of this rebuild. And Devontae Adams is a guy we, we mentioned with – with especially what we're going to mention here, you know, seeking $30 million per season. Uh, I did some, you know, research. Right now uh, he's valued, market value, around $25.8 million, so just under $26 million. So this would be exceeding expectations. Uh, Zach, do you think he can hit that $30 million mark? I think he has a good shot. I mean, isn't uh, Hopkins getting like 28? I, I think can, Hopkins I is getting high 20s. But I think Adams will probably – he'll be the highest paid receiver. Because especially with the salary cap going up next year, teams are going to have more money to spend. And especially some teams they are going to want um, to draw Aaron Rodgers, like maybe the Broncos or, I don't know, like the Giants possibly or something like that, they're going to – pay Adams that in order to get Rodgers there as well. But I think he has a real shot. I don't know if the Packers will be able to give it to him, but. No, I mean, it's a good, it's a good strategy by Adams. I mean, now is the time that teams are going to look for him. Like you said, because if he's there, Rodgers might, I mean, Rodgers probably still wants to play with Adams. So like, it would be good for them to bring him in, but I don't think he's worth that much quite yet. I mean, he's a top receiver, but like, I don't know. I think he's asking a little too much. Yeah, it it's is. quarterback money. And obviously yeah. we're going to talk later in the episode about the whole Rodgers yeah. situation. But Yeah, and looking yeah. at his contract stuff, you know, just under $43 million was guaranteed at the signing. And then looking yearly cash, because, like, of course, with a signing bonus, that depends if he plays and stuff. For Hopkins? Around, yeah, Hopkins, I'm looking at it right now. Um, you know, in 2020, it was. it says it was – 29 million. So that yeah. looks you know, just under that. So uh, he could certainly get that, get around there. Um, Randall Hopkins, it's, it's around though, like his contract in total, though, if you want some numbers, it's 27 million a year. And then Julio's second with 24 million a year from the Titans. So he could certainly, you, you would think yeah. he would shatter that. Yeah. Overpaid. He's definitely not going to, 
he's definitely not going to get the 30 million salary, but with all like the signing bonus incentives, all that, I think he can definitely get the 30. For sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Exactly. And then with that, are you guys ready to talk about next week or the games upcoming up? The game, I should say. The Pro Bowl. Yeah. The game. Sure. Everyone loves the Pro Bowl. Everyone does indeed love the Pro Bowl. Kirk Cousins is a Pro Bowler. So if you, if you, I think that's cool. That is pretty cool. You know, JT, right, Jared, you like that. Uh, that? That's some cool stuff. And then that's a lot of stuff. So, unfortunately, uh, Quentin Nelson will not be participating in the Pro Bowl because of an injury, but we got JT. So, um, I'm just going to make my game pick right away if we are doing that. Um, you bet we're making JT, a game pick. Go ahead. JT will rush about. 120 no i'm kidding <laughs> you have like 60 yards probably maybe a touchdown um but yeah i'm gonna go afc here just because i think the afc has won the last few years but i'll go afc well on nfl slime time sorry i just don't don't interrupt here <laughs> they previewed the problem i just see that come up when i have slime a time. Up here. yeah nfl slime time they, they previewed it with nate burleson this is the guy they, they do the nick broadcast for cbs so, you know cbs and nick that that game this is some cool yeah. stuff so with that, uh, yeah, I, I just I just found that interesting. You know, if you want to watch a preview, they do slime time on on Nickelodeon. So Zach, Zach will be watching that. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure he'll be most definitely one message yeah. for the world. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna take the NFC. I think uh, Kirk Cousins. I don't know if he's been there before, but I don't think he's gonna get the memo that uh, you kind of just kind of like play fifty percent. I think he's going to play 100% and throw like three touchdowns and win it for the NFC. I like Zach's rationale here. I'm going to go NFC too. We got to go for, you know, the Packers, you know, what they're a part of here. The, they're part of the NFC, so got to root for they're them. offensive players only. Yeah. Go. Zach, are you going to think – are you thinking like they're going to pull like a me and Jim class kind of a thing? Um, Kirk Cousins will, or he's just going to be try hard and no one else yeah, will? Yeah, that he's definitely going to go on like Twitter and stuff after and talk about his uh, oh, yeah. his uh, Pro Bowl stats and everything. Make sure everyone hey, knows about Jared it. Jared at least didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, he just told everyone in person. So uh, Yeah, he did it yeah. in person. He didn't do it over <laughs> social media. Yeah. Makes it a little <laughs> better, right? But, Zach, you want to talk then? I'll give you the mic here. Talk some of the head coaching hires that happened. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, we talked about a lot of them last week, but this week there's a couple more. Uh, Brian uh, Dabble, or Dabble. I don't know how you say his name. But yeah. uh, the offense coordinator for the Bills is going to the Giants. And then Josh McDaniels is going to the Raiders. And a lot of their players kind of came out. I'm kind of frustrated that Rick Passaccia wasn't returning. We talked about this was a couple weeks ago. Was it last week, the week before? That we last all thought he should get sure. another shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I think a lot of players agreed, but uh, Mike Davis did not apparently. Or Mark Davis. Mark Davis. Yeah, um, Josh McDaniels from the Patriots. Right, he had a little rival going with uh, the Colts when we played him um, because, like, he shot like shut down the Colts head coaching job when we offered it to him and then we got Reich so I've never been a fan of this guy to begin with and now he's taking the, I mean obviously he's gonna go for a job but taking the job away from a Bisaccio and uh makes me not like it even more yeah I was really rooting for Rich Bisaccio getting that job with the Raiders I'm sure 
I don't know what you guys think because the Dolphins, that spot's still open. So, right? I, I think Correct, I, yeah. I, I believe he did he did an interview with the Dolphins. I think that would might be a potential suitor right there. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, definitely. there are reports coming out that the Vikings are zeroing in on Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell, which there were similar reports last week about the Jaguars and um uh was it uh Leftwich, Byron Leftwich yep. from the Bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen anything more about that, so I don't know what happened there. But do you think that's good hire for the Vikings? Obviously the defensive minded head coach and Mike Zimmer didn't work out great for them. So switching it up. Um yeah they got they got the weapons. I mean yeah. I mean they have like what they need and Mike Zimmer wasn't it. So I mean Give it a shot. I mean, it's, uh, I think he's a good hire. Um, we'll see what he can do with this team. I got an update for you, Zach. Uh, 35 minutes ago, it's reported uh, left, which he actually pulled himself out of consideration for the job, right? As of just recently. Uh, for the removed, Jaguars? Yep. For the, for the, con- he is expected to remove himself from consideration for the Jaguars head coaching job soon. That's from Rick Strode on, um, on Twitter. That's, that was kind of announced. So. You know, he, he's not the guy, it sounds like, in Jacksonville. So, they're going to find someone else. So, that's news yeah. in the coaching world, right? Yeah. You know, and then- but I think, I guess, going back to Kevin O'Connell, is the only thing uh, with that is he didn't call plays for the Rams. So, I know that's, like, a big thing with a lot of the offensive coordinators that go to head coaching. That's, like, a big, uh, like I guess, conversion factor between the two positions. So I don't know if that'll play into effect about how successful he is and how much he helps that offense, but it's just something to keep an eye on. I'm sure they'll figure something out too. I mean, even if he doesn't fall in plays, we'll see. I mean, a lot has to be worked out yet. But. Yeah, like Hackett yeah. on the Broncos, he wasn't calling plays in Green Bay. We don't know how he's gonna nope. how he's gonna fare. So <laughs> that's why people are already judging you. I think it's a good hire still, but like I I don't know. We we don't know how it's gonna how it's going to turn out. So yeah, that, you never know until, yeah. And then until you actually see a season. Also then we mentioned like the Jim Harbaugh, you know, with that situation uh, with yep. him sta- sticking with Michigan, you know, he only beat Ohio state once. He's got to be him a couple more times before he goes back to the NFL. I think <clears throat> my opinion, but yeah. And like, you look at like urban Meyer, he came into the NFL that didn't work out for him. So maybe the same thing was going to happen with Jim Harbaugh. You know, maybe it's the best idea that he stays in Michigan. I mean, he's, he's been, been in the him. NFL yeah. before he, he like won a super bowl. Didn't he? he went to a couple. He went to one, um, you know, three with the 49ers, three yeah. straight NFC championship yeah. games. It was 2011, 2012 yeah. and 2013. So he's had success yeah. at both levels. And there's a actually report with him in the Vikings job saying like the interview is just going to be a formality. And then, like, the day after the interview, he called Michigan. It was like, I'm not leaving. So, I don't know yeah. if there's something that hasn't there, come out. But Patrick Graham, Raheem Morris are the two finalists with O'Connell then kind of – or then O'Connell as well with that. But you, as you said, they're leaning towards O'Connell, right? Is that kind of what we were mentioning? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Zeroing in on him, yep. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, they're mentioning those two guys are the other – other outside ones, but that kind of wrap up our coaching hires discussion. Yeah, big news. It's yeah, it's going to quarterback news, which is obviously going to be a lot with the offseason coming up. But then uh, Tom Brady's 
double retirement within a day, within a week? It was not a double retirement. He he retired. He said he, he never said he was going to retire, but he did say that he was far from making the decision. But then, not even like a week later, he just said he was done. So uh, I I'm starting to think his so- first. I th- I'm starting to think he told someone he was going to retire, and then it got it got That's out. The, but he didn't. The Adam yet. Schafter tweet. He yes, told somebody and, and it got out with the Adam yep. Schafter tweet. Yeah, and then he officially announced it like the day That's after. That's what I'm thinking. Years later. Yeah. yeah, we all knew it was coming soon, but I didn't think it would come this season until, you know, a few weeks ago, but good for him. His Matthew career is Stafford over. Stafford is a hero. Yeah. <laughs> Ending Brady's career at Tampa and in the NFL. Wow. Um, yeah, very storied career. Best resume ever in the game of football. Most decorated and resume for sure. You'll love, you'll love to see it as a Colts fan. Brady – always you know beat the Colts so I don't know if you guys saw that meme that I posted on Instagram okay the Spongebob meme yeah 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 that really goes with our Nickelodeon talk here really you know (laughs) slime time yeah we were slowly learning that Drew's obsessed with Nickelodeon I think so I mean nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that but I mean (laughs) it's football not cartoons you know they're tying them together people gotta watch I don't know why don't know why, but oh, they are. Uh, Brady's retirement definitely opens an interesting uh, quarterback situation in Tampa. And one of the quarterbacks that's kind of linked there is Jimmy Garoppolo. He obviously had time with Tom Brady in New England before he went to 49ers. And Jimmy and the 49ers mutually agreed to seek a trade this week. Um, the top like three destinations that were listed were Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, and Denver. To add on to that, I think is is Jimmy Garoppolo like the best like number one option right now, like predicted to be? Do you know that? It kind of depends on the uh, Rogers, Russell Wilson, kind of okay. those other big names. Okay, because um, I also saw a report that said uh, Carson Wentz has the second best odds to start as the um, the Buccaneers head quarterback quarterback next season. So there's a lot that could go on yet, but we'll see. Yeah, um, Kyle Trask, you know, Bernie's got him in the Dynasty League. Um, potential guy, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think he'll be ready, maybe, but he's certainly a guy you got to look at in Tampa being kind of a guy from Florida, too. You know, when they did to, take him in the second round, but I, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe he might be, they might put him in that spot. I, I don't think if you want to win now, you know, Jimmy G's proven. He he can get he can win some games with um, a good supporting cast around him. I don't know how much. Which they definitely have. They have a supporting cast. Yeah. So you might you know you might target him. Same with Carson Wentz. He's proven he can win around. Plus he played at MVP level. You know, I, I know it really didn't work out in Indianapolis, but maybe. I mean, he's not. It's been a year, so like I don't yeah. want to give up on him yet. But you know, it's just just rumors going around right now. Well, that Jacksonville loss certainly is a kicker for his. You know, it's future. just it. Yeah, we're we'll see what happens in the off season, and there'll be updates. But it's just I don't like seeing because we've had three different quarterbacks in three three years straight now. So like, if you're a Colts fan, like you don't want to see really Carson Wentz go. I mean, some people do. If you got if you're get bringing in like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, like go ahead. But you know, Carson Wentz is probably like I would rather have him than like a Derek Carr or someone like that. I don't know. We'll see what happens. So you take Carson Wentz over Derek Carr. 
Um, it's close. I have one back and forth. No, but no, not close. I, I would no, rather I would no. rather have once because I would rather have once because Derek Carr just hasn't had the experience like in the I mean Carson Wentz had the, the Raiders through this year. Like he, okay, Derek they didn't Carr's do anything probably, in the playoffs. The tie. They made it to the playoffs, <laughs> didn't they? Carson Wentz was on the Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl team with the Eagles. You know, he the Colts he have a lot better team, team than the Raiders. If the Colts yeah. had Derek Carr this year, they're making the uh, divisional round at least. Yes, at like least five six, and then five five six seed in the playoffs. I think they're winning that division. Yeah, no, they would be Tennessee this year. Derek Carr is an underrated quarterback, and the only reason Jared oh, yeah. likes Carson Wentz more is because he was in a Colts uniform. Well, yep. no, it's just it's just because I don't want to give up on a quarterback after year one. So right now, I'd rather stick with Carson Wentz because we paid him, and he's already in our like he is already fitting into our team. I don't want to just give up on him. But if you take them to the Colts bias, like, if they're both free agents, I would probably lean towards Derek Carr. But since we already have one, so I'm not going to try to you know it's not much of an improvement to get to trade for him. So. We learned Jared has a deeper Colts bias than we thought. But uh, moving on, Aaron Rodgers reportedly bought land in Nashville to build a house. Oh, come and on. And he's opening to join in Tennessee. <laughs> but one of the parameters that was reported is he wants Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Devontae Adams wherever he goes next year. Which I don't know if that'll be in Tennessee with Julio and A.J. Brown. I don't know <laughs> no, how that would It fit. won't be. I know where they'll be. They'll be in Green Bay. I think he comes back. Yeah. Um, it's almost like they're already there. No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and MBS. Well, yeah. I MBS and Adams are both free agents. I want yeah. And MBS the Packers are like, yeah, Packers are like 40 million over the cap right now, though. Don't care. We talked, we talked mean, about how to handle the cap on Wednesday. I mean, Aaron Rodgers did say he was going to come to Indianapolis on the Pat McAfee show and announce his decision in a few weeks. So we'll find out then, I guess. But I, come on, if he buys land in Nashville, it doesn't mean anything. Like, he, you know, like he's, no, really the dude's doesn't. almost ready for retirement. That's why people like this narrative, like, oh, he bought land in Nashville. He's a Titan. It's just like, come on. And that's I think that all these all these rumors are going to start coming out just like last season when like with the whole thing with their was it their offensive coordinator that he didn't like and all the stuff. Uh, there's on, a bunch of stuff. So. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's going to happen again until he goes to a different team or resigns. Whatever happens will happen, you know. So, what are your guys' picks for where he's going to play next year? Green Bay. Um, I don't think Green Bay. I can't make a pick. I I don't see him coming back. They don't have the money to pay all the other weapons, and I can't well, see him running back have to make a year, pick. Okay, and then to I'm going to say, pick. then I'm going to say Miami. He's going to be on the Dolphins. Miami. Yes, it's an interesting pick. I'm going to say I've Denver. Going around. Really? Wow. Just because. They've been pursuing quarterbacks, and I think they're definitely willing to give up a lot for Rodgers, and they would give up more for Adams. So I think they have the assets to trade, and they have the willingness to give up those assets in order to get both of them. I see that narrative going around with Denver, but like with the coach going there, but I, I don't I don't know. We'll have to see. I just don't see him going to Denver. I'm kind of with Drew, too, though. I don't really see him leaving the Packers unless he retires, but – I don't know. I, don't, I know the cap space is, is back to back MVPs. He's not going to. Yeah. But, hey, know. not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, Washington, the new Washington commanders are going to reportedly going to make a huge push for a quarterback this offseason. So whether that's Russell Wilson or maybe we could see Rodgers there, that'd be interest, 
interesting. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. So, I mean, they this would probably be the year if they're going to go for a big quarterback. I mean, not saying Rodgers would go there, but you got Wilson, Rodgers, you know, Garoppolo on the move. There's some, I mean, some good options out there. So, if they're going for a quarterback, they could – this is the year probably. Yeah, they have some weapons. Uh, McLaurin, you know, Gibson. Yeah, they have solid offensive weapons as well. They have a pretty nice defense going on right now too. You know, highlighted with Chase Young, of course. But I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know who is the guy. You know, if they're making a big push for a QB, I don't know who it's going to be. I don't think Jimmy G would be someone they'd be interested. To be honest, I, I just you got You need someone to a playmaker. So, you know, Russ, let Russ cook. You know, that might be a place where you you can let him cook. Hey, Zach likes him, so maybe we'll let him cook there. Who knows? Yeah. Let Russ cook. Yeah. And also another guy who cooks, Joe, Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe reports the Dolphins offered the Bengals three first-round picks to move up to the number one overall in 2020. And yeah, rightfully so for, I mean, a guy like Joe Burrow, certainly he's been – He's lived up to the hype, and you don't see that a lot now with these big-name quarterbacks. You know, Lamar Jackson was one, too, and, and he's lived up to, to the hype as well from college, but, you know, it's not something you see every day now these days. And, with like, you know, college. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase haven't lost a single playoff game since college, which is kind of cool because they won the whole thing at LSU, and now they're still in the Super Bowl. So we'll see if that continues, but we'll talk more about that, obviously, next week. But. Yeah. If you're the Bengals, do you take it? Do you take the three first round picks? Yep. Um, I mean, they're in the Super Bowl, aren't they? No. Well, well right not now. now. <laughs> I'm talking like back, like before the draft. Because obviously you have this prospect in Joe Burrow that you think he's going to be good, but you don't know for sure. And you're offered three first round picks. I think I would have because football is such a team game. We've seen like, Teams, you know, golf winning, um, of course, Jimmy G winning before. I think, yeah, I would have taken it because teams have proven you can win with an okay quarterback. Yeah, and then yeah. there's still like uh, Justin Herbert and Tua that were later in the draft. And obviously looking back now, if you would have made that pick, you would have made that trade with the fifth pick, you would have took Herbert, everything would have been fine. But obviously the Dolphins, they took Tua, so Ouch. assuming they're – yeah, that kind of hmm. makes the trade look a little better for the Bengals, but yeah. I mean, if they obviously they didn't know they were going to have this good of a season, if they had like Tua, uh, I don't think they're this far, but they might have taken a few more years. Who else? I don't know who else they would have gotten, obviously, in their picks, but at the time, it probably would look good to take those three picks. But now that you know they're in the Super Bowl, like you're not going to look back and say they should have because they made the right decision. Exactly. Yeah. Obviously, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and yeah, I guess some other news that just came out the last two days that kind of involves the Dolphins is the Brian Flores, who obviously got let go this off season before the playoffs, I think, or it might have been the wild card round or something like that. But he's filed a lawsuit against the NFL and the Giants. I don't know. I don't know if the Dolphins were included in that. Were they? But I, think, I think they were, yeah. They the were Giants. So the Giants. All, all through. The, the Giants were yeah, for Dolphins. sure. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But there's alleged racism in the hiring 
this year because there's some private texts with Bill Belichick that came out where Belichick thought he was messaging um, Brian uh, Dabble. Or Dabble yeah, I, I, I have the conversation up right now if you want me to read it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so it went. Sounds like you've landed. Congrats. Belichick texts to Flores. And did you hear something I didn't hear? Flores replied. Giants? Question mark, exclamation point, and then a bunch of those. Belichick texted. I interviewed on Thursday, Flores wrote. I think I have a shot at it. I got it. I hear from Buffalo and the Giants that you are their guy. And then, Coach, are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian Dable? And then Flores asked, just making sure. And then he said, sorry, he blanked this up. Belichick answered. I doubt. I double-checked and I misread the text. I think they're naming Dable. I am sorry about that, BB. That is how it was yeah. labeled, and that, that's the so, conversation Zach was referring to. Yeah, so obviously Belichick needs some last names in his phone. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess everyone has their opinions, but we're not going to get into that. Yeah. But then there's also reportedly the Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, offered Brian Flores $100,000 per loss in 2019, which they – I don't remember their final record. It was like seven to nine or six and 10 or something like that. So he wasn't really happy with that. And obviously they have had the two losing seasons. So there's like a lot of people kind of like joking around that Brian Flores, he's the first coach ever to get fired for winning games. Cause Ross wanted to tank for the pick, which would have been that Joe Burrow pick they were just talking about in that reported trade offer. But then I think it was today. Hugh Jackson came out and was reportedly offered a similar deal by the Browns uh, back when he was their head coach for two and a half years. I think it was 2017, 2018. And he went three thirty-six and one with the Browns. So whether that was a little more or not, yeah, <laughs> maybe he's got a little better offer, like 200 grand loss or something, but I don't know, but. I mean, either way, that's just messed up. You you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you play to yeah, win it's... the game. Uh, Brian Flores mentioned that, you know, he's not going to play to lose a game. You know, he's not going to coach. That's not why he's doing what he does. So, certainly, you know, if this is true, I, I know the reports, you know, uh, Ross, he is um, – he's declining, Stephen Ross. He – or is it Stefan? Um, but I don't know. He's uh, – yeah denying all these reports saying they're false, which, you know, who knows we'll, we'll have to wait and see until the process of law is done. And you know, we'll, we'll see then how, how this turns out then in this, in this uh, lawsuit, because this is really the first time we've seen, you know, this happen in the NFL, right. You know, seeing a, a coach sue the NFL. Yeah. And I think and the I've... NFL came out and said, said like they would never do that. Or like they were, they went against, what Brian Flores said in his lawsuit, obviously, like they're not going to just like admit that well, they did something like, that they probably didn't. But this isn't like the NFL. Well, I don't really know what the NFL is being sued for. I guess well, discrimination. Seems... It's it's the yeah. discrimination. Oh, I was yeah. going to say that seemed yeah. like more of like yeah. with each team respectively. Oh, but yeah. I see the Rooney Rule where like coaches when they interview candidates for the head coaching, and I think it's uh, Jeremy Andrew general manager jobs as well they have to like interview a minority so obviously that's coming into question of whether or not that's like a good rule just because i've seen teams like what is 
alleged in the Giants situation where they have like their pick or whatever and they're just interviewing him without like actual possibility for him to get the job. But obviously I think NFL's intent with the rule is they have good intentions with it, but it's just people sure. are getting around the rule just by yeah, yeah, what you're saying. And it's it always goes back really to affirmative action, you know, really, you know, making sure everyone is interviewed and you really hire that the best possible candidate and regardless of race, sex, whatever, you know. And that's why we'll have to wait and see how this lawsuit turns out then. And yeah. There's a lot that's going to come out about it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on like that. So just got to hope it turns out or works out for the best for everyone and we can continue with next season or yeah. finish so up this season even. This just kind of like a question. Do you think Flores, is he still going to get a head coaching opportunity this year? He's probably like leading candidate. Or do you think either he's going to like kind of not want a job because he's going to want to focus on this? Or do you think teams are just going to not want him to have distraction like that as he's trying to coach? That all depends on when this lawsuit is finally over. I mean, if it only takes a few weeks or like a month or two, like then he has all offseason to look, like focus towards his next team. But if this goes on over the summer and it just keeps going and going, like then he's probably going to want to focus on this first and not worry about football until, you know, when it's available. So we don't really know much right now. We'll have to wait and see, but he's still a great coach. I mean, he, people are probably going to offer him stuff, but it's just whether he'll want to focus on that right now. Yeah. He mentioned he will not drop this lawsuit, even if he gets hired by a team these upcoming days. So plan for him to, he's going to stick through this and he, he understands he's, he's quoted even saying like around the lines of just like, he understands the risk. And like, if he's not, he might be done coaching and he understands that. And this is the risk he's willing to take. Is basically what he said. Here it is. But this is bigger than coaching. This is bigger than me. And so that that's going to be – those are the words he sticks by. So we're going to just have to wait and see. But, yeah, he certainly is a talented coach and deserves to be coaching in the National Football League, being one of the 32, I believe. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, with that, you guys got anything else in this episode of Journey to a Million? Not a lot of lines covered. Yeah, no, I mean, there's not, pro <laughs> not too many lines for Pro Bowl. Yeah, yeah. there will so, be. There, we'll, there will be probably. I don't know on I'm sleeper. Sure. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, but if not, we got Super Bowl coming up next week that we can make lines for. So Yeah, so going over the schedule here before we go, uh, episode nine is next week. That's our Super Bowl preview, and Jordan Lorenz, he will probably on it, be on it with us. So it'll be a four-man crew here on the sports crew for episode nine of Journey to a Million. So that'll be a lot of fun. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And that goes with next week's schedule. You know, with the sports crew, we have episode 48 of Jordan Drew, the sports crew coming out. Jordan Lorenz's EWC boys slash girls basketball breakdown. He's on episode two of that. The February 8th breakdown will be out on Tuesday. Drew's College Athlete Spotlight. Episode 11 is Wednesday. And then, yeah, Friday, be back here. Journey to a Million resumes episode nine. So social media. You guys all know the drill. JD Sports Pods, our Twitter. Jordan Drew underscore sports crew is the Instagram. And then Jordan Drew, the sports crew, is the Facebook and YouTube. So check those out. And yeah, with that, thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Jordan Drew, the sports crew, the perfect podcast for you.